Hey, it's Seeking Plum. I've talked about a lot of topics lately that touch on things like perception, our perspectives, how those things are built on our ecology, where we spend our time, the lexicon that we've built up, and our flawed senses. And then most recently, I talked about the stories we tell to ourselves and to others and the ones that we collectively believe in. One of the standout moments when a lot of these things started coming together for me was in listening back to my own voice in these segments, particularly in a couple of episodes when I thought that I was speaking more pointedly or firmly than it actually came across. See, in my head, in my the way that I hear things, it sounds like there are more inflections than there are in the recording. And those inflections can carry a lot of emotion of all sorts. But if I'm hearing that and it's not coming across, there's some sort of a disconnect there. It sort of reminds me of when you do stage acting versus uh, something like what you would do on television, stage acting is different because you have to go a little bit over the top, sometimes a lot over the top in order to convey whatever it is you're trying to convey. So I've started thinking maybe I need to, in, in my mind, uh, push the envelope a little bit in how I'm delivering certain things. So that's been an interesting uh, lesson, I guess you could say, in, in the, the flaws of my senses. And one I wouldn't have even been privy to if I hadn't gone back and listened to myself. So let's push some of this a little bit further. I've had some frustrating interactions lately, and when it comes down to it, it might come back to the stories I tell myself and, and my background, my perceptions, perspectives, and how I take things in. Rather than leaning towards the side of the spectrum where I think everybody is awful or mean or whatever, I always lean towards the positive side of it that when someone tells me something, they mean that until they show me otherwise. I'm beginning to think that I need to rewrite that, that story, the way I see things. I don't think it needs to switch to the other end, but I have to find somewhere in the middle that works for me. Another story, I guess you could say, I tell myself is how to approach a conflict. If a problem arises, then I'll draw a line. And if that line is not respected, rather than taking any sort of I guess what I've seen as drastic measures, I want to first try to explain why I've drawn that line and maybe they'll understand. And then if that doesn't work, I try to express some of the emotion behind that thought. And if that doesn't work, I attempt to draw another line that to me seems more firm. But when I go back and look at it, it is not maybe as firm as it could have been maybe should have been, because again, it is deemed irrelevant. I think the reason I take all of those steps is because I still want to take people at their word when they first tell me something. Instead of seeing what's right in front of me, what they are telling me with their actions, and sometimes their words too. Then I begin to wonder, do you not hear me? Are you, do you think I'm lying or exaggerating? The flip side of this apart from my journey, is what they are experiencing, what they're perceiving, their background, and, and how they may 
look at me through all of that. I can make guesses and try to empathize, but the only thing that I can really do is, is change how I act or how I approach things. I can ask questions and attempt to tailor fit my communications so that they are hopefully heard, but that doesn't always work. Because maybe I guessed wrong, or maybe they are just so determined that their ears are closed. I'm beginning to think that because we all have these, these things we're bringing with us, background, our own lexicons, and how we see things, that, that really in an attempt to communicate, less is more. That when we've unlocked an unspoken level of understanding, then, then, I can give out a little bit more. Hey, Rhonda. Um, thanks for sharing that sort of insight about um, the kind of limitations or the um, considerations for communicating in this form in almost really any form I think that like the things that you have to do to get attention sometimes blunt the subtleties of the point that you're trying to make but you you really have to like kind of earn the right earn the attention and kind of build a level of intimacy to be able to really like make a subtle point, I, th I think. I know, especially like for me in teaching, I know maybe 90% of the effectiveness in teaching is not in front of the class, is in a conversation with the student one-on-one. So thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. Hey Jared, uh, thanks for your call. I just wanted to say that I appreciated how you brought it back to communicating in any form, whether that's on anchor, teaching, or non-conflict type of conversations in written or spoken. Looking at some of these ideas in that light has given me some things to think about with respect to how I interact with people. You hear on anchor and in person and um, yeah, I, I'm going to be doing some more thinking on that. So I just wanted to say thank you.